Hey DCL fans, if you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult beverages. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 59 of the DCL Dude Podcast and our last episode for 2019. I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Whatever you uh, whatever you celebrate this time of year, I, I hope you had the chance to um, to spend some time, some quality time with family and friends, and that uh, that maybe you had the chance to relax a little. <laughs> I know for us, the the few weeks leading up to Christmas can be uh, pretty hectic and stressful, but once the once the big day comes, and, and for a couple of days after, anyway, we were uh, we were able to just hang out, breathe a little, and, and spend a couple of days with both of our families. Um, it's definitely always a little sad uh, when it's over, but uh, we we had a great uh, a great couple of days this week. Anyway, 2019 was a great year, and I, I I really can't believe it's already winding down. It went it just it went by so fast. I uh, I want to sincerely thank all of you once again for supporting my show this year, uh, and for all the positive feedback that I received on Facebook, on Twitter, in emails, on iTunes, everywhere that uh, that that I've heard from you. I just want to say thank you for that. the The show grew tremendously this year, and I I I just have all, I have all of you to thank for that. Um, so thank you so much. I say it at the end of every show. I, I really appreciate you listening, uh, and I hope that uh, that I can bring you an even better show in uh, in 2020. It's been a lot of fun for me, and and I hope that it's been fun for you. Uh, there were lots of great Disney Cruise uh, storylines this year, and and so before. Uh, we welcome in the new year. I'm going to go back through the top ten stories of 2019. Before we do that, though, I wanna I wanna start off with something a little different, something I've never done before. One of the things that I have loved about doing the show is uh, being able to meet new people and interacting with uh, with listeners who share who also share a passion for Disney Cruise Line. I, I get a I get a fair amount of messages and comments from people who listen to my show, uh, which I I absolutely love. Thank you all for your messages and your comments. I you know I every time I get one I, I get really excited. Um, and uh, I try to respond as soon as I can. Uh, a few months ago, I received a message from a listener that was unlike any that I had received before. Uh, his name is Mike, and he has never been on a Disney cruise before, uh, but he listens to my show, and he had an interesting question for me. Uh, so in, in, instead of me going through it, I, I figured I'd uh, invite him on the show for a few minutes so we can go through uh, it in a little bit more detail. So, hi, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Hey, how you doing? Thanks I'm, for having me. Of course, yes. Thanks for coming on. So, um, 
I understand you've never been on a Disney cruise before, but it sounds like you're in the process of planning one. Yeah, me and me and my family, uh, we all are big Disney fans, um, but none of us been, none of us have been on a Disney cruise before. Uh, so I thought it was time to time, time to, to take the plunge. One. Nice. Yeah. So, and you already have one booked, is that correct? We do. Yeah, it's it's coming up quickly. Um, uh, after the new year here. Great. Uh, so which, which cruise is it? What, what, what itinerary are you doing? We're, we're going on the Disney fantasy. Um, we're setting sail on January 11th, uh, to seven day Eastern Caribbean cruise, nice. uh, with the star Wars day at sea. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. So, so leaving out of Port Canaveral. Leaving out of Port Canaveral. Yep. And do you have uh, star Wars fans it. in your family? Yep, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, I've converted my wife and my kids. We've uh, we're we're looking forward to the last uh, the last episode coming out. Nice. So, I, will you be watching it uh, in theaters before you go on the cruise? You're gonna wait till the the cruise. I, I think I think we'll probably watch it before. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be <laughs> anything to be spoiled by the time you get to the cruise. But right. uh, you can just watch it again when you get there. Um, so, yeah. what uh, what type of stateroom are you staying in on your cruise? Um, we, we got a, um, a deluxe family ocean view, uh, with the veranda. Nice. Um, I think it's, um, it's category O four E. Okay. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. So you'll have a nice, uh, nice ocean view from, uh, from your cabin there. Um, yeah. so how yeah. did this come about? I mean, you, you, uh, you've never been on a Disney cruise before. So why did you want to do this? What is it about Disney cruise line that was appealing to you? Uh, well, it's, it's my, my wife's 40th birthday coming up this next year. Um, and we've been on a couple of cruises together. Uh, and then we had a real short one when we lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of us being such big Disney fans, um, I, I decided it was time to, to really take, take that plunge and, sure. and get into a Disney cruise. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So what are you most looking forward to on your Disney cruise? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing my kids' eyes just light up. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to my wife seeing the foghorn for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, when I listen to it, a lot of times I'm on my way to work. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when I first when I first booked this and planned it, that was uh, it, it. That's just going to be a magical yeah point in time nice. for sure. Nice. Yeah, that's one of my actually favorite things about the Disney cruises is those foghorns. Uh, and the fantasy is great because you get you get you don't just get the you know the classic when you wish upon a star. There's a whole bunch of different ones on the fantasy. So uh, definitely yeah. definitely uh, uh, be out on the you know on the upper deck on sea days for uh, for those. Um, but they'll announce them beforehand. Um, so yeah. do you oh, have no, any? That's good. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they'll announce them beforehand, and then they'll play them all right in a row. So, uh, don't want to miss that. Um, so the the really interesting thing about this is your family doesn't actually know that you have this planned for them, uh, do they? They don't. So is there is there anything that uh, that you'd like to say to them here on the show right now? Uh, babe, I'm just uh, excited to take you on this cruise to celebrate your fortieth. And uh, let's go have some fun. All right. What? So, uh, what is you? You're bringing your wife and your kids, right? I'm bringing my wife and my my two kids. Yep. And, and what are their names? 
but Zeke is uh, 11, and Tabitha is uh, almost 8. Awesome. That is uh, really exciting. So congratulations to the Miller family on your very first Disney cruise. You're going to have uh, an absolutely amazing time. And uh, thank you, Mike, for, for reaching out to me and letting me help you break this exciting news to your family. And, um, of course, thank you for, for listening to the DCL Dude podcast. Oh, you bet. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, definitely keep me posted on, on how everything goes. I, I, uh, I, I can't wait to hear about it. I will. All right, Mike. Take care. Thanks. You too. Well, that was fun. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for them. I, I can't wait to uh, to hear how the surprise went. Uh, so, Mike, uh, be sure to let me know. All right. So, as I mentioned before, there were lots of notable Disney Cruise Line stories this year. Uh, I was going to go back through them one by one, <laughs> but as I was uh, as I was going through them, I, I found that there were uh, a lot more that I was going to talk about, um, and I I didn't want to just bore you all to death. So instead, we are going to recap uh, the year that was 2019 with the top 10 storylines. Uh, Disney Cruise Line storylines, that is, for the year. So uh, we'll start with number 10, and then we will work our way down to number one. So at number 10, uh, back in January, Disney Cruise Line signed a 10-year preferred birthing agreement with the Port of Galveston. Uh, So as you're all aware, the Disney Wonder spends some time in the winter sailing from Galveston uh, after she returns from the West Coast. Um, And by signing this new agreement, we may have gotten a small clue relating to uh, future itineraries for the Wonder, or or potentially, I guess, even other ships in the fleet. Based on this new agreement, it it seems that that Disney will be spending a lot more time uh, in the coming years sailing from Galveston. Uh, Jeff Valle, who is the president of Disney Signature Experiences and Disney Cruise Line, um, first hinted at, at this with, uh, uh, you know, with these potential new uh, itineraries, um, with the announcement of, of this new agreement. He said, uh, our guests have loved visiting Galveston and setting sail from this historic port to the Western Caribbean Key West of the Bahamas. Uh, he continued, as we plan to expand our fleet and introduce new experiences and entertainment aboard our ships, we couldn't be more excited to extend our commitment with the port of Galveston. So the agreement, which was signed in January, was effective back to November 1st, 2018, uh, and has the potential to extend an additional 10 years if Disney Cruise Line decides to renew. Um, so what is interesting uh, in, the, in the terms of the agreement is that Disney expects to more than double the sailings from Galveston within the first few years of the agreement. So currently the wonder sails uh, to the Western Caribbean, Key West, and the Bahamas. Uh, I would imagine these itineraries will not vary too much from this because of the, uh, the accessibility to these places from Galveston. Maybe some additional uh, sailings to Mexico, but uh, that remains to be seen. There aren't really many other places within reach of a seven-night sailing um, from Galveston, but it sounds like it sounds like we'll be seeing uh, a lot more offerings uh, from this port of call in the near future. Next, at number nine in May, Disney Cruise Line did a significant and really a long overdue update to its Navigator app. So for the longest time, that the app had very limited pre-cruise functionality and, and really wasn't even all that 
great once you got on board, <laughs> to be honest. But with the with the updated version, um, the pre-cruise features now allow you to do almost everything you can do on the Disney Cruise website. You can access your existing reservations by logging in with your Disney credentials. Um, and then once you're in, it has all your, whatever reservations you've made, it has them all laid out in a, a neat and organized presentation. Uh, and you can easily click into one of those and see all of the details for your upcoming cruise, uh, including you know any remaining balance and of course the the very popular cruise <laughs> cruise countdown that is a, a fan favorite on Disney Cruise Facebook pages and uh, and and also on Dis Twitter. You're also able to make changes to your reservations, like updating your dining time preference, adding or modifying vacation protection, making special requests. Uh, reserving onboard activities and port adventures, uh, all kinds of different things. You can also explore things to do around the ship. Um, overall, the the app has a ton more functionality than the previous version uh, and is a, a whole lot more helpful during the planning and pre-cruise processes. And then once on board, you still have the option to use it uh, as a, a, an onboard chat feature. And then once again in November, the, the app was updated uh, to add the ability to reserve an onboard placeholder directly through the app. So this was another very welcome change because it, it now allows guests to easily reserve the placeholder um, when it's convenient for them and, and, and have it show up on their, their stateroom account. I can speak from personal experience that uh, there have been times we've gotten too busy uh, to stop by and, and book a placeholder and then didn't really realize it until after we disembarked. Um, so don't make that mistake. Uh, now we'll, you know, we'll be able to do it from, I don't know, like the comfort of our staterooms at night after we've put the kids to bed, uh, you know, when we're just probably watching a, a, a movie on on uh, on the on-demand uh, features in the stateroom just bring up the app book the book the placeholder right there uh, should should uh, be a lot more convenient I uh, I should also disclaim that I, I've not yet heard any guest feedback on this feature uh, for myself but uh, this is <laughs> this is how I assume it, it, it'll go so long story short the the updated app was a, a major change from the previous version and it, it now has the functionality that you um, would probably expect from a, a major cruise lines mobile app. At number eight, uh, in September, Disney Cruise Line modified its onboard booking promotion to no longer include onboard credit. Um, I mentioned something about this on my show back when it first came out, and and, and at the time I didn't really understand, and, and to some extent I, I still don't uh, still don't fully understand. Um, for a lot of people, this was always a, a pretty big incentive for them to, to book a future cruise while on board. Um, <laughs> I guess they, they didn't really need to give additional incentive to, for people to book cruises and, and definitely didn't have to, uh, forfeit it, its own revenue to do so. So, uh, unfortunately that, that promotion went away. The, the 10% discount is still a nice incentive, but I know that the, uh, the onboard credit is a, a big deal for a lot of people. Um, if you want to book a, a future cruise while on board and still want uh, some onboard credit to go with the discount incentive, I just might know a good travel agent uh, who could hook you up there. A <laughs> uh, little shameless plug there. At number seven, uh, we we got our first small bit of 
really more detailed information about the new ships uh, coming to the fleet. <laughs> I remember seeing this uh, back in January and, and getting really excited. This was the first time that we uh, we started to hear the word Triton uh, in a, in association with Disney Cruise Line. The uh, the Port Canaveral Commission was meeting uh, to discuss the renovation of Disney's existing Terminal 8 and also the nearby Terminal 10, which will also be used by Disney uh, with the, the new additions to the fleet. Documents presented to the committee at that meeting contained multiple mentions uh, of the name Triton, including a design drawing of a ship with the name Disney Triton. So this, of course, kicked off tons of speculation about whether this was the name of the new ship, the class of the new ship, or you know maybe even just a placeholder project name. We obviously now know that uh, it's not the name of the uh, the ship, uh, but more likely the the class of the new Disney ships. Um, but it was also at this meeting that we got some preliminary specs about the size of the new ships. So uh, I think before that, we we sort of expected that the new ships were going to be at least a decent amount bigger than the current uh, the Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy, but uh, we learned that they will be roughly the same size uh, as those two ships. So not not a whole lot bigger. I think they <laughs> it's something like I don't even remember the exact. It's it's a really small difference. I think technically the new ships will be a little bit longer, um, potentially just to say that they are bigger, <laughs> but uh, not by a whole lot. They're basically going to be the same size as the as the fantasy and the dream. Um, so when this news came out, it, it officially kicked off my new obsession uh, that was all things information on the new fleet. I, I literally am having a hard time waiting for new stuff uh, to come out. Um, it was interesting that the, the first few bits of information that we got came out of Port Canaveral and not from Disney directly, uh, which was a trend that even continued into the later months, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, but I personally, I don't care where the information comes from. I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take it from wherever I can get it. So, uh, always excited to hear new stuff. Number six, uh, in September, Disney Cruise Line pledged to donate more than a million dollars to Hurricane Dorian recovery and relief efforts in the Bahamas. Uh, as I'm sure you are all aware, you've, you've probably heard in the news, potentially even here on my podcast, the the Bahamas were, were hit by a devastating hurricane at the end of August, beginning of September, somewhere around that time frame. Um, the storm impacted many areas of the Bahamas, including Castaway Key. Fortunately, uh, the private island was spared from any major damage, but, I mean, obviously, more importantly, the, the impact of the hurricane on other parts of the island will uh, will have a, a lasting effect on the livelihoods on thousands of people. Dis and, and Disney Cruise Line's commitment included more than a million dollars in cash and in-kind donations to support relief and recovery efforts there, and uh, and will go to nonprofit relief agencies who will... Uh, be on the ground assisting those in need. So Disney's donations will also include supplies like food and basic uh, construction materials that will hopefully help people um, on the island get back to their, their normal ways of life as soon as possible. Um, it was kind of cool to see. Disney joined along with several other major cruise lines to support these relief efforts. So a lot of money was going toward uh, 
the Bahamas and, and rightfully so to try to get them um, get them back. Hopefully we'll get updates throughout the upcoming year on the progress of that rebuild. Um, and uh, we just hope it'll be fully restored sooner rather than later. Story number five for 2019 was first mate Minnie's promotion to captain in April. Her promotion came alongside a collection of new initiatives aimed at inspiring the next generation of female leaders in the uh, in the maritime industry. Disney Cruise Line announced that it would sponsor four scholarships at the LJM Maritime Academy in the Bahamas for female cadets who inspire to be uh, ship captains and shipboard leaders. The uh, those scholarships, one for each uh, of the ships in the Disney Cruise Line fleet, will uh, will include tuition to uh, the three year program. Captain Minnie is also leading a new youth activity on board where young captain hopefuls. Uh, can practice STEM skills in fun maritime-themed activities, uh, engaging in a series of fun, hands-on activities. These new uh, interactive experiences are offered in the Oceaneer Lab on all the ships, Um, so be sure to check your your navigators for time and availability. Um, We announced it uh, on our show back when it happened, but uh, congratulations once again to Captain Minnie. These next four, the last four uh, stories, all sort of go together to some extent, uh, but were all big announcements by themselves uh, at the time that uh, the news the news came out. Um, I'm not putting them in the order that they were announced because I think one of them was a was a was a bigger story, but um, I think you'll understand what I mean after I go through them. So, story number four was Port Canaveral's unanimous approval of a new 20-year operating agreement with Disney Cruise Line. So, this announcement happened in May and was the second uh, out of Port Canaveral that gave us some information about the new fleet before before we got anything directly from Disney. As part of this announcement, um, aside from learning Port Canaveral's relationship with Disney Cruise Line would extend for at least an additional 20 years uh, with exclusive use of Cruise Terminal 8, uh, Disney would also be provided with preferential use of nearby Terminal 10 once regular sailings begin by a third home port vessel. Um, and, and I think you can read that as a new Triton-class ship. So... As part of the agreement, two of Disney's new ships will eventually call Port Canaveral home, which will increase Disney's uh, calls on the port by more than 40% by the year 2024. Based on this information, it's it's reasonable to believe that regularly scheduled sailings um, will include one ship sailing cruises to the Bahamas, uh, similarly to what the Dream sails now, uh, with potentially two of the others alternating the the seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean itineraries. Obviously, nothing has been confirmed uh, to this point, but this information that came out of Port Canaveral in May helped to put some of the, the pieces together. So we don't know for sure, but uh, you know it, it all seems reasonable uh, to me to speculate these things. So we got some information about it- potential itineraries from Port Canaveral. We know that there's more sailings from Galveston, so you can kind of uh, piece these things together a little bit. My luck, though, th- these new itineraries will come out, and it will be completely different um, from what I'm telling you now. So <laughs> take take everything I, uh, what I'm saying with, uh, with a grain of salt. 
For story number three, uh, in June, it was initially announced that steel cutting for the first new ship was scheduled to start in November. So steel cutting naturally is the first step uh, in cruise ship construction. So um, I was... I was and am uh, extremely excited for uh, for this to start. Um, so this was the first information that we got about when the f- the first build uh, might begin. Once again, this <laughs> this information came out of Port Canaveral at the June twenty sixth commission meeting when the port's CEO made the announcement. Unfortunately, uh, November came and went without the work being started. But uh, new reports have started to surface that it might now be sometime in the spring of 2020. Either way, we continue to get closer and closer to the start of the construction, which is really exciting. Um, Several months ago, I I tweeted out a a webcam from uh, Mayor Werft. That uh, that you know the 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 shipyard that will be building the 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 first new ship. Uh, But they have a, a live webcam with uh, live looks at the cruise ships that are being built there in the shipyards. They are working on a couple right now, which you can see in their webcams, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I would expect that you'll be able to watch the progress of, of the Divs, the Disney ship uh, build there as well. So I'll try to find that link again and post it somewhere. And I'm I'm sure I'll, I'll definitely be posting it once again, once the, the work officially starts. My number two story is from March when Disney completed the purchase of Lighthouse Point uh, in the Bahamas. So it, it wasn't too long ago that, uh, that I remember there were rumors about Disney Cruise Line exploring um, other islands of the Bahamas in search for a new cruise de- destination. If you recall, there was one called Egg Island that Disney was, uh, was rumored to be interested in. Uh, that rumor gained some traction at the time. I remember, um, you know, following that pretty closely and wondering if if Disney Cruise Line was going to pull the trigger. Ultimately, it was uh, it was determined not to be feasible, and, and the rumors went away for a little while. Lighthouse Point, to me, felt like it came on pretty quickly. I'm I'm sure that wasn't the case internally, obviously, but I I feel like I I didn't hear about it too long before the the purchase agreement was announced. The land, which is not actually an island, but rather a peninsula, was purchased uh, from a private seller and is located on the southern point of the island of Eleuthera. So for reference, uh, it's, it's located about 60 to 80 miles east of Nassau and about 120 to 130 miles southeast of Castaway Key. So just to kind of paint a picture, a geographical picture for you. Uh, as part of the agreement, Disney Cruise Line agreed to donate approximately 190 acres back to the Bahamian government for co- conservation uh, in a national park. So I thought that was pretty cool that, that Disney was willing to do that. For the remaining property, once the environmental feasibility assessment is complete, Disney is expected to spend 250 to $400 million to develop the land, which um, will be a low-density project that is intended to minimize the overall environmental impact of the development. Disney also committed to ensuring uh, a minimum of 120 Bahamian workers would be involved in the construction uh, and would ultimately create 150 permanent sustainable jobs for local Bahamians. This announcement, if you remember, certainly did not come without its share of controversy. A lot of, uh, of people were upset about this purchase from Disney. Um, but based on the agreement, I mean, it sounds like, like Disney is doing a lot to, to minimize the environmental impact. 
to stay true to the Bohemian culture and and really try to provide support for the local Bohemian economy. So Disney's doing a lot to to try to um, ease the ease the worries of the people there. Uh, it sounds like. In August, we got more information about Lighthouse Point uh, out of the D23 Expo when Disney Cruise Line officially announced Lighthouse Point as a new Disney Cruise destination and also that legendary Disney Imagineer Joe Rohde would be uh, in charge of the development. So uh, during the presentation at the Expo, Joe shared pictures of the location uh, along with artistic renderings of the conceptual development and structures there. Um, he also continued to, to stress Disney's conservation efforts to preserve and protect the environment, but also that, that he and his team would be working with locals to create a, a unique destination that, that pays homage to, to classic Bohemian culture, uh, while also sprinkling in plenty of Disney magic here and there. So I, I can't wait to see what they do. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Um, it hasn't, been officially announced when construction will start but hopefully sometime in 2020 after that i i I probably wouldn't expect um for it to be completed for at least a couple years um and uh won't be ready to receive guests until maybe 20 i don't know 2022 2023 somewhere around there definitely some very exciting news i can't wait to hear more about the progress of this project i'll be uh keeping a close eye on that for sure that the area is absolutely beautiful and uh, I, I just can't wait to see what Disney's able to do with it. My top story for 2019 uh, probably doesn't come as, as too much of a surprise for all of you. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, obsessed with new information about the new ships, and we got a ton of new information out of the D23 Expo back in August, including the name of the first new ship, the Disney Wish. Uh, during the presentation, Bob Chapek uh, also shared some artistic renderings of the new three-story lobby atrium, along with some of the artwork on the exterior of the ship. We learned that Rapunzel would uh, would grace the ship's stern, along with her pal Pascal. And we also learned that the, the Disney Wish is not expected to be delivered until uh, late 2021, with sailings expected to start sometime in January 2022. Hopefully, uh, with the, you know, with the delay in the steel cutting that, that, that's still a good date, but, uh, but we'll see. Um, if you haven't had a chance, go back and check out my bonus episode from September 3rd for uh, a complete recap of all the Disney cruise announcements from D23. There was a lot in there. Um, I have all the, all the, inter- all the relevant interviews in there. Um, including the new information about Lighthouse Point. And, uh, and now that we're getting closer to the start of construction, I, I, I absolutely cannot wait for new information to trickle in over the coming months. Um, and, uh, of course, I'll be sure to, to keep you all updated on the new information that, we're, that we receive. So there's a, a quick rundown of the top Disney Cruise stories for 2019. Like I said at the beginning, there were lots to go through, but in my opinion, these were the best stories of the year. Uh, Just to knock off a few honorable mentions here, um, the suggested base gratuities were increased back in January. Uh, A new sail away deck party was added for the Disney Wonder and Disney Magic. Um, Disney joined with Royal Caribbean and Carnival to finance a Grand Cayman Pier project. Uh, Complimentary Apple iMessaging was added to the fleet. Online ordering for in-room gifts and amenities. Uh, That capability was added during the year. Um, and of course, Disney Cruise Line once again won all sorts of awards and top honors from 
cruise review outlets and things like that. So a lot going on, which uh, which definitely makes it all the more exciting for what's ahead uh, for Disney Cruise Line in 2020. So that's it for this show. That's it for the show for 2019. That's a wrap. Thank you all for listening uh, throughout the year. I really appreciate it. I've had a lot of fun, and, and thank you so much for listening. And I, uh, of course, wish you all a very happy and safe new year. And uh, I will talk to you all next year. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.